Welcome to Therapist in My Pocket, the podcast that's here to wrap you in warmth and sprinkle a little bit of sunshine into your life. I'm your host, Lucy Ellis, and I'm thrilled to have you here with me. I'm passionate about creating a safe space for open and honest conversations where we get to explore the depths of the human mind and heart. My wish is to enliven, inspire and enrich your life by helping you discover your inner strength, your worth, your uniqueness and your special source. Remember though that Therapist in My Pocket is not a replacement for professional therapy. The insights and the advice shared here are meant to support and inspire not to diagnose or replace individualised care. Your well-being is personal to you and self-responsibility is key. What we discuss may not be 100% applicable to your unique circumstances. So let's embark on this transformative journey, shall we? With an open heart and a spirit of exploration, you're in great hands and I'm here to guide you with warmth and understanding. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to episode one. Oh my goodness, episode one of however many there may be. I am thrilled to be starting this podcast and I've got so much that I want to share with you all. So if you have come on to podcast number one, I thank you so much for following me from the very beginning and I look forward to going on this little road trip together and see what um, topics we get to cover and where it will take us. So I thank you from the bottom of my heart that you are listening, you know, because you, you, you wonder who is listening when you put it out there. So um, I see you and thank you. Today's episode is going to be addressing people-pleasing. And I know that this is a very common thing that many people uh, have and it causes so much strain on their well-being, their relationships, um, their health. And it is a little bit of a, a trap that we find ourselves in. So today we're going to have a look at uncovering where does this people-pleasing behaviour come from and how can I make some actionable um, actions to rectify this behaviour in me. And start to be able to live my life authentically, tuning into my own personal energy reserves 
and only be able to or only use what I have and not over use it or pouring from an empty cup. So going all the way back now to the first order of love. To talk about people pleasing, we have to address belonging. And this is according to Bert Hellinger's work in Family Constellations. This is the first order of love. When we are born, we belong. Even if we don't make it to earth side, we still belong to that family system. And everyone belongs. And every person, every single person has an equal right to belong. And of course they belong to our family system and when we have a when we look at belonging with a wider lens we can see that everybody belongs also in our system regardless of whether they are part of our family or not and that's probably a topic or a podcast for another day but so we understand that we all belong But if, for example, our environment is not nurturing when we are young, we might have to adapt our behaviours in order to feel like we belong. In order for someone sometimes to even survive. And so most of us start out feeling this belonging, being held by our mother, being nurtured. But to belong and have a healthy attachment and to feel um, and to have healthy relationships, we need to be able to have two movements. We need to be able to go out and explore our world and we need to be able to come back to the relationship, to our mother, to our carers, to our family unit, to our partner. We need to be able to come back for a good, healthy reunion. So all relationships need these healthy two movements in order for it to be in harmony. And you may have heard of the circle of security. We talk about it a lot with our children, but this circle of security is actually very relevant for us in in our adult life as well. It doesn't end. And this is the process of these two movements and this starts from a very as very young as being a newborn. So you know that when you hold a newborn, the newborn is looking at mum. Uh, when they start to maybe get some focus, 
they can look at mum's face and they are connected. They are in reunion. And then uh, the tree's leaves might catch the eye of the baby and then the baby looks at the tree's leaves. And that's that first little level of going out to explore the world. And then I come back and I meet mum's face again. And then as we grow up, these movements of exploring and coming back and exploring and coming back, well, the circles get bigger and bigger and bigger. And, you know, it, it, um, we start to sleep in our own big bed at night. We go to school. We go to school camp. We stay at friends' houses. The circle just gets bigger and bigger as we grow. And this circle of security stays with us even today in our intimate relationships. So in a relationship, we all need our space to grow and expand and have experiences for our personal journey on this life. And then we need the reunion, safe, protective space. And this is very important. And it's very important that we have both. So in your world today, you might go off to work and have a really hard time at work, really difficult day. But if you can come home and have a cuddle with your partner or your pet and you can rest and have a special reunion, a safe time, you'll be better equipped to head out tomorrow and face work again. If we come home and we don't get to have a cuddle or maybe home is not a safe space for you or it, it's, there's things going on that doesn't allow you to have that rest and digest within your relationships, then you can see how you will be going back to work tomorrow and you can see how some, um, you know, your well-being gets impacted by this and there can be various symptoms of what that might look like. The, the reunion piece allows us to be delighted in we need to be delighted in and it also creates those intimacy bonds when we are seen we feel protected we need our parents to enjoy and delight in us And the enjoyment protects us against the anxiety and the depression and the symptoms that arise from being out there and growing. It helps us to process what we've been through and be able to have the energy to be able to go back out there again. And of course, when we're out exploring, it's, it's definitely not always smooth sailing. 
and when it's not smooth sailing, we need our parents' hands to come a little closer so we can see their support and their empathy and we get to retain our autonomy so they're not out there doing it for us. They're not out there hovering around us. They're giving us that space to explore. But when things don't go well, they're there. They're there and we feel supported and encouraged and held. And our self-esteem and our self-worth can, can go up. You know, the thing is, life, it's not, although we are alone in this, it's we're on our, you know, very individualised path, we're not here to do it alone. And in fact, when we know we've got a good support structure and system in place, then we're going to thrive in life. So we come into that reunion for protection, for comfort and and to be delighted in. And if we don't have that, then we can't go out exploring if we have an empty delight cup. And so you can just think about in your life, you know, having to go back out to work, let's just say, or go back out to do something if that scares you, that confronts you, if you haven't had the reunion space of comfort and support because your delight cup is empty. And it's very important that we are seen because when we are seen, that is uh, providing us with all of the support that we need. And it's very important that we have our feelings be recognised. So I can see you in your pain, I can see you in your struggle, I can see you for what you've had to deal with. And that provides us with that comfort and that reassurance and allows us to be able to go back out there. And if we have had this circle of security as a predictable factor in our life early on, then life is pretty cruisy. We have the recognition, we've been seen, we've been held, the support was there when we need it. It's predictable when I come home. And the rest of us, we've had to maybe find some survival strategies to belong. And these survival strategies are adaptations. They're intelligent. They're a a source of intelligence to help us find a way to belong. And they're sometimes called disorders. Anxiety disorder depressive disorder and certain other mental health problems. But in fact, they're adaptations. 
and pure intelligence so that we can survive. And one of the adaptations that we have when this circle of security gets disordered, unpredictable, is the people-pleaser adaptation. So a people-pleaser, what is a people-pleaser? It is someone who consistently strives to please others, often sacrificing their own wants or needs in the process. Most people want to feel loved and valued, especially in close relationships, so people-pleasing comes in to allow for this belonging to take place. If I give to you all of what I can possibly give to you, then you will like me, I will belong, everything will be okay. So if our parents had unprocessed traumas or emotions, they will be preoccupied in their own pain and their own hurt. And they may not be looking at us too closely because they can't see us through their own pains, through their own trauma. Therefore, they won't be able to watch over us. So we will then have to exaggerate our behaviour, our symptoms, our emotions. And we have to keep upping the ante, making sure that we're being the good girl or the good boy being seen to do that right thing so we can become the easy child and in fact can be relied on and used because we are the people pleaser. And that might give the people pleaser a sense of authority even, maybe even control. Another way the people pleaser can come out too is in the reunion space. If they take on the stress from the parent, when we come in to have the reunion, if the, if the, if the reunion can't be there, there's, there's a lack of... Um, the, the relationship becomes uncomfortable in that intimacy, then we turn down our needs. And we might be treated potentially with alienation or punishment. So we start to sacrifice our needs for intimacy and we turn away from support when we need it the most and still show up to, to quieten ourselves, to minimise ourselves and to do whatever's needed to people please in the moment to make everything okay. And so 
these adaptive behaviours become part of our nervous system and we keep this program running along after it's used by date and we take it into all of our relationships. And these um, behaviours and symptoms will just keep showing up in all of our relationships. So it becomes part of our the fabric of who we are. It becomes our default setting. And there does come a time though where we have some stability and it's peacetime. And it's time to settle our nervous system and rewire back in for peace so that you don't get sick, so that you don't get burnt out. So we need to allow the part of us that has been the people pleaser to have a chance for rest and to be able to move back to rest and digest, which is what we all need to be able to return back to in order to fully heal and reset our nervous system. If you see any any animals that hurt themselves or have a bit of trauma, there will be a space where they straight away take to coming into comfort and rest and digest. And it's like an automatic response. They automatically will be still and allow for everything to move through before getting up and carrying on again. Now, uh, us humans are a little bit different (laughs) and we tend to just keep on keeping on. And, you know, things just keep getting more chaotic and more stress and more pressure. And And of course, that's what life is all about. We have stress. That's very normal. All of us have stress. All of us have grief. All of us have... Um, times in our life that we really wish didn't happen, relationship issues, traumas. This is part of living our life and we can all do it so much better when we get an opportunity to, to come into rest and digest. So this people-pleasing part of us needs to come home. She needs to come home. And I want to tell you a story about um, the loyal soldier and how this story relates to the people-pleasing and then what we're going to do about supporting your people, pleaser, to come back home and to rest. So after World War II, 
there were many Japanese soldiers that were littered around the Pacific Islands. And they found these soldiers years later, after the war had ended. And when they found these soldiers, they were, of course, still running with the in the war state. So they were still very triggered, as you can imagine, and they were in survival mode. So in order to be able to integrate these soldiers back into their country, they had to be very thoughtful about their approach with these men. So they did three key things to help these soldiers come back home successfully. The first thing that they did is they welcomed them back and made quite a fuss, put on a party, they celebrated, they had a good reunion. And if we have a good reunion, we have less likely chance of ending up with PTSD. It's all about the reunion. I get to come home and there is a home. And this home is my safe space. Then the second thing that they did is they reminded these soldiers, they reminded them gently and kindly and often that the war is over. The war is over. You don't need to run that program anymore. And your survival strategies are not needed in order to belong. The war is over. And then the third thing that they did is they honoured these soldiers' sacrifices. So all of those things that um, they had to do to survive were honoured. And when this part of ourselves is honoured and brought home for wholeness, it can be redirected for a new way of living and being. And so if we can use this as a metaphor also for the people pleaser part of you, she can have the space to come home. And so... Perhaps if you're listening to this while you're driving, obviously you won't be able to do this. But potentially closing down your eyes and seeing your, your loyal soldier, which is the people pleaser, the one that has sacrificed herself over and over and over again to belong.
and you can have a quiet moment with her to really see her, to honour all the sacrifices that she has been through in order to belong and in order to survive. And you can welcome her home. And you can just say, I see you. You are a part that allowed me to survive. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for all your sacrifices. And you can talk about these sacrifices to her. You can feel into the cost of these sacrifices. And then you can give her a gentle reminder that the war is over. You don't need to run the show anymore. I've got this. And if you can hold this space right now, then I'd just like to sing a homecoming song to this people please a part of you. There is a way home, there is a way home. There's a way home, there is a way home. Deep in the soul, there is a way home. Deep in the soul, there is a way home. Potentially... You can feel and enjoy a little melting moment where you come back together. And we know that this melting, this relieving little practice, if you can feel that in yourselves, you know that there has been a little shift for you here. And you can just, if you feel yourself getting a little anxious or stressed out, you can maybe just place your hand on your heart and remind her the war's over. It's over now. I've got you. I can hold you. Another beautiful thing is 
to think about some resources that you have, some places in nature perhaps that you like to go. And you can go and sit there or be in that place and sing the song. It's very easy. It's it's just two lines. There's a way home. There is a way home. Deep in the soul there is a way home. And when you do also see yourself catching those adaptive behaviours again, you know, people-pleasing, overgiving, stretching yourself too thin, then showing loving kindness to yourself in those moments. And... Holding her and being able to see her and see that adaptive behaviour, her intelligence and bring her back home again. Take, take yourself to that special resource place. Sing the song, put your hand on your heart and tell her that the war is over. And every week, at the end of the podcast, I'm going to have this beautiful section here, which is where we get to explore activities of self-care, to learn how to love ourselves well. And I have created a resource called the Self-Love Bank with 128 and growing ways to love yourself well. I know that sometimes time gets poor and we struggle to know what to do with ourselves when we have the space to to, to drop in. And just like that loyal soldier needs that space, this is a real important part of reunion and rest and digest and allowing yourself that space to be able to get up tomorrow and face the world with all your beautiful, bright, bubbly, shiny energy. So I invite you each week to come along and to explore the challenge that I set for you to love yourself well. Today's activity from the Self Love Bank or this week's activity from the Self Love Bank is to have a holiday away from your phone. <laughs> wow, imagine that. Imagine that. Of course, our phones are, are beautiful and they're amazing and they're, you know, they connect us. Um, they give us information and entertainment. They can also feel like a sep- uh, you know, another appendage. Um, and they can definitely bring us stress, anxiety, distraction. They take us away from ourselves. They take us away from our relationships. I don't need to tell you this. You know all of this. So 
this week it's time it's time to have space away from your phone and yes that means away from listening to podcasts (laughs) and do it as a form as an act of self-love and do it as a way to connect with yourself in this holiday break period so you might feel like you can go a couple of hours half a day a full day or even more but I really want you to challenge yourself what am I committed to doing for myself and in the name of self-love self-care reunion space safety rest and digest and when can I do it and when I do it Be mindful about the activities that you're going to choose to do in that time. So we can't just put our phone down and chill out on Netflix because that wouldn't be very conducive to what we're, what our aim is here, is it? So I'm going to be doing this on the weekend. I know that having a business, running a business, I need to be able to be on my phone to answer calls answer emails and connect with you you beautiful creature but on the weekends I can create some space and I believe Sunday is going to be my day Sunday is going to be my day where I will potentially have a look at it in the morning and then put it down and not pick it up again until the Monday morning my goodness wow and just have a beautiful full day of connecting with my beautiful family staying present in what is with myself and exploring life you know from that space of no distractions nothing coming between me and life or me and myself or me and my children or me and my relationships So join me on this self-love activity challenge thingamajig. And I look forward to, and if you feel like you want to share this and also know what comes up for you when you've just thought about doing this, what's coming up for you, you know? Do you have a sense of fear? Do you have a sense of, oh no, what will I do? And to think that there has been many years that we've gone through in our life where we haven't had a phone and, well, some of our, well, of course our children have had that, but there's, some of our children have grown up with screens, you know, from a very young age. So they, but we have had an opportunity to, to, you know, there's been many, many days where we haven't had a phone for distraction. So it's a big one. It's a good one. And I look forward to it and I hope you join me. And that wraps up our very first podcast episode. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here for it. But before we wrap up, I want you to know that you are special. You are loved. You belong and you truly, really, really, really matter. 
as you go about your day, I want you to carry that knowledge with you and never forget the incredible, unique person that you are. Until next time, take good care of you, okay? And remember, you are not alone on this journey called life. Goodbye.